Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Hello, legends, and welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the podcast that actually talks with the superstars and not about them. This is Spotlight. It's out every Wednesday night over the off-season, and we're focusing the light this week on the Cowboys' Michael Morgan. Following is a collection of short interviews we've done for you. Enjoy. Joining us this week, a wonderful footballer, a wonderful bloke, and now a wonderful father. 14 weeks old, his first little baby girl, Michael Morgan. Important things first. How's Penelope? Yeah, she's really good. She's, um, oh, look, doing all the simple things well, eating and sleeping well. So, um, yeah, Bree, my wife and I, we're very happy so far. It's been good, enjoyable. She looked like mum or dad. Um, oh, a lot of people say me. Oh, uh, I don't no. see it. I'm hoping I'm hoping she looks more like Bree, yeah. <laughs> It's a game changer, isn't it? The firstborn, you very quickly prioritise life. Yeah, it is. Um, look, we've really enjoyed it. She's been very easy. We've been pretty lucky. I feel bad saying it sometimes because you hear some people find it hard, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, we've been very lucky. So yeah, look, 99% of it has been extremely enjoyable and we're, yeah, we're both doing really well. It's great. Let's wind the clock back to 2009, mate. Uh you came into the National Youth Competition, which I think it's a shame it's not here anymore because it, it produced some wonderful footballers. But you came in as a number nine. Yeah, my, actually my debut in the 20s was at, at Hooker. Um, I forget that sometimes. Too much tackling in there for me now. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually really enjoyed playing Hooker too. I used to um, like it. It's used to, through high school, it was probably where I wanted to play. Yep. And I played a fair bit of footy. My first year of like opens footy in high school was at Hooker. Um, and then, yeah, that the 20s, when I made the 20s team, it was sort of all happened out of the blue. I only started training with them full time after Christmas that year. Um, and yeah, ended up getting the nod for, yeah, to start hooking. I played 80 minutes too, because someone went down pretty early. Um, so I had to play 80 minutes in the middle, which was a test. Wonderful era of young blokes coming through in North Queensland. You made the grand final, I think, in. I'll say 2011 in the NYC, but it was a footy side, absolutely chockers full of talent. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, look for yeah the 20s thing we had, and it was pretty pretty experienced team as well. We had a couple of years together before we got yep. to 2011, so everyone in that team started quite young. You know, guys like Wayne Alugia, who I think still has the most finished with most 20s games yep. ever played. Um, Moses Pangai, Jason Tomalolo, Kyle Felt, Chris Cresmal. So um, there are a number of guys there who. I've either played first grade or should have played a lot more first grade. I think yeah, had the potential to. What do you remember of your NRL debut? It was uh, 2010. You're a 18 year old pup. 
Yeah, I don't remember too much of the game, actually. Um, I remember the week leading up because it was a Monday night game, which I used to hate playing Monday night games. Um, But I found out the week ahead, so I had to sit through the whole weekend of footy, um, sit there nervous watching all the games, and I finally got to play on the Monday night. So it was a cold night down in Sydney at um, SFS, um, as it was then. And, yeah, we won, So which we didn't win too many games that year as a club. So to win my debut was pretty special that year. I recall watching you come through the under-20 system and I was there on a Monday night, the night that you did make your debut. Um, The term shitting oneself probably comes to mind. You you were a very nervous young man pre-game. Yeah, I was. Um, Well, I'd I'd never played against men before or anything. So it was um, the highest level I'd played at was under-20s. So the oldest person I'd played against was 20 years old. So it was was probably, it was a big step, one that, now, looking back now, I probably wasn't ready for. I, I was quite young. I'd only just turned 18 uh, in December, and I think that was around nine or something. So I was pr- pretty young. Um, yeah, so that is one good way to describe how I was feeling, I guess, and that was me all week. <laughs> From hooker in NYC, a little bit of halves, then fullback in first grade. You've certainly proven your versatility very early in your career. Yeah, um, look, the year at fullback probably helped me more than anything, I think, because I, I, you know, 2010, when I made my debut, I had four games that year, four games in 2011, uh, I think, I don't know, a handful, 13 maybe in 2012, in yep. the halves again, 13, I didn't play too many, and then I was playing in the centres for Mackay Cutters. Um, so fullback sort of, I never really enjoyed the halves too much at that point in my career. It was, um, I wasn't someone who wanted to, you know, tell people what to do too often. I didn't feel like I had the right to do that with uh, guys that were in the team and people being older than me. I think just from a respect thing for yep. the people around me. So fullback, I didn't have to do that. I could listen, uh, pop up where I wanted to. And, you know, uh, with J- Jono at halfback, I could follow him around and um, turn up where I wanted to. So it took that pressure off me, I guess. And that sort of freed me up to just focus on my own game. And um, yeah, it helped me a lot. Wonderful combination with Jonathan Thurston over the years. They say the truly great ones aren't always able to coach. They just do. Was he able to guide you and coach you as a more senior player of the side or did he just do things instinctively? Well, he was a very instinctive player. Um, He still Mm. had, you know, in the back of his mind, a game plan to stick to and that kind of thing. But something he was very good at, I think, what made him better once Greeny first got to the club was um, he always he always, he could always play instinctive footy, but when we needed to fall back into a game plan into a tough grinding game, we yep. probably didn't have that as much, and he'd never had that. So I think um, when Greeny got there, really brought some a bit more structure to the place, um, something that hadn't really been uh, pushed or not a way that he JT had played before. Um, so I think that made him better, and um, you know those few years we had um, through that period. Um, with some of the best years of footy that he played. So um, it's no coincidence. That's why we went so well as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but And then, so like I said, he still had that game management style about him and he could yeah teach that and think about where you are on different parts of the field and different parts of the game and what to think about, yeah. Speaking of Paul Green, there is a theory that has gone around for years that whatever position the coach played, he is harder on those positions in the team he is coaching but obviously it also has its benefits because Paul Green was a hell of a footballer. Yeah, he was um he, he's very smart, so he understands the game well and um he does his best to um so I certainly particularly that first year of 14, I learnt some more that year. Well the first two years, because I had 
but his first year that he was there, I was at fullback. Yep. And then the following year, I went to 5'8". So those two years, I probably learned more than I ever have before about footy. Um, and he was very good at teaching that. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I learned so much over that period because um, I'd never really had that too much before either, that teaching and, like I said, ways to think about the game differently, what to think in your, yeah. when you're in a certain part of the field. For so long, it had just been um, instinctive. You just sort of play whatever you see and, like, Greening just brought some structure and um, that around the place. So, um yeah, look, I, I really did, yeah, learn so much and it was probably from so long of him playing in the halves as well, yeah. But he can um, can have a blow-up, yeah, <laughs> certainly at halves and that, about, um, probably because he thinks he could have done it better himself. <laughs> Bingo. Mate, I've heard for many years that uh, in commentary that you're a big body. Have you ever heard that? Because it's something I often scratch my head in because you're not that big body. I see a big body as a Jack White and a Brayton Astor, a, a Trent Barrett at 5'8". At I think you've been unfairly tagged as a monster. Might be carrying a little bit of extra weight. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I've always been the last probably three, uh, yeah, three, four years, I've started about 93, 94 kilos. Um, so I haven't changed too much. When I first came in, I was, I was, I don't know, 86, 87 kilos when I made my debut. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've sat at the same weight for a few years now. Um yeah, I, I don't know why. I I feel like I'm just – I'm not small, but I don't feel like I'm big. I just feel like I'm quite average size, yeah. Tough year for you, buddy. Uh, is it really tough at the moment watching State of Origin? It is, yeah. I, I um, Yeah, it's. I'd obviously like to be there, it's, and it's all a bit different this year, the way they're back in a bubble and that kind of thing. So I've been able to enjoy a holiday this year and um, sort of just – really rest my body and um, try and get it right. The shoulder obviously caused more dramas this year than what we thought it was going to when we decided to operate on it. So that wasn't ideal. And, um, yeah, I, and I thought the best thing for me, look, whether I made the team or not, I just thought the best thing for me was to rule myself out um, early on. And, and while, when Kevin still had the job, I let Kevin know that um, no, I wouldn't be available for selection. Um, you know, so... And that was purely just to, yeah, have a have a good break, have a good bit of time off now, enjoy it, and go back to a preseason fresh, ready to go. It's always a pleasure, mate. You're one of the good guys. Uh, look after that beautiful young daughter of yours, Penelope. Enjoy your time holidaying at the moment because preseason isn't far away, and we look forward to chatting again soon. Appreciate it, Andy. Thanks for having me, mate. Ta. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Always interesting finding out what game is a player's favourite. For some, it's an absolute no-brainer. North Queensland Cowboy Michael Morgan joins us. I'm going to hazard a guess and say the 2015 Grand Final. Am I right? Yes, you are. It's, um, it's a bit funny, actually, because I don't remember too much of the game. I think it's just the aftermath of the game that um, I enjoyed so much, so it makes that game the best. A game that I remember more that I really enjoyed was 2017 Decider. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, 20, 2015 decider it was. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my first Origin series, and we I think we put 50 on New South Wales that night, whereas that's a game that I remember a lot more just because we were winning by so much, yep. whereas because the grand final was so close, I don't remember the game as much. Yeah, it all just happened so quick. But, yeah, after the game was awesome. What do you remember of those, let's say, final five or ten minutes of – of the grand final because you had a, a huge footprint in history that day. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, the main thing I remember is how bugged I was. Hey, I was genuinely fatigued and 
Um, I don't remember a game where I've been that fatigued again or beforehand. So um, that's the main thing I remember. Um, obviously, the end, I, when we got the ball back the last set, um, I was yeah, I was blowing a fair bit then. Um, so I didn't, I think I only touched the ball, I think twice when Jimmy Tamo threw it an offload and I just got rid of it straight away because I was buggered. Um, and then the last time I touched it was, um, yeah, when Jono threw it back to me as well. So, um, pretty frantic game. Yeah. I did a legend series interview with Matt Scott, who told me the story of the week leading into the grand final that you were playing on the right-hand side and you asked him about, should I change my carry? Should I change which hand that I carry the ball in? And Matt was like, uh, no, nah, just do what you're doing. Well, you're lucky yeah. nothing changed, mate, because that ball to felt was a beauty. <laughs> I do remember that conversation too, actually. It was that week, yeah. Um, he said, don't change anything, mate. Not now. So I said, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, I don't know. I think it was just habit that I put into that. And I can't sort of – I don't feel comfortable holding it on my chest on my right side. Yep. For so long, I, I've always – I think because I had um, – shoulder problems when I was younger with my left shoulder. So I learned to carry it in the left hand so I didn't land on it and dislocate yep. my shoulder again. Um, so, yeah, for some reason it felt more comfortable holding it in my right hand but out in my hand. And um, it's funny how things work out, hey? It certainly Lucky. is. Can you believe that that Kyle felt moment? Do you still look back and smile on that? Yeah, I do because every year that a grand final rolls around now, it gets played. Yeah. Um, so it's not a – yeah, it's – I don't mind seeing it every year. It's a nice little reminder. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's still exciting Yeah, when you see it. It's still, you know, you get that little tingly, happy feeling inside. And, um, yeah, it still means a lot. 2015 Premiers, the North Queensland Cowboys, and Michael Morgan, a huge role in that win. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, Contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. It's not always the superstars and the big names in a football side that you learn things from. As you were coming into first grade in, I guess, 2010, 2011, you learnt your craft and, and football IQ off, off a number of guys. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, everyone has their own strengths and, I guess, weaknesses as well. And you, you, you'd be silly not to, when you're coming in, to look at how different people do things and learn off them. So, look, the, you know, obviously, what obvious too are, you know, JT and Matt Scott trained as hard as anyone and, um, you know, turned up every day with the right attitude and showed you how to do things. Um, but then there's people, you know, I le- probably learned a lot off Ray Thompson. Um, yeah. He was someone who, even in high school, I looked up to. He was at Cohen High. I was at Ignatius Park. But, um, you know, he was playing Q Cup when he was in high school and stuff. So he was sort of someone that I looked up to then. And then to get to know him through, um, you know, at the Cowboys. And he had a number of injuries through his career. Um, but just the way he, you know, he was persistent. Every day he turned up, he worked as hard as he could or as hard as anyone there. For how small he was. I mean, he played at 84, 85 yeah. kilos, I think. But 
he was pound for pound the strongest in the gym every year. Um, so he was someone that I admired the way he carried himself and did things because he didn't have he didn't always have a lot of luck go his way. Uh, but you wouldn't know it if you were talking to him and seen him around the place. So he's someone yeah I always looked up to. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. 2017, a wonderful year for the North Queensland Cowboys. Their co-captains, Jonathan Thurston and Matt Scott, suffered significant injuries and being honest, the Cowboys were very much written off. Michael Morgan joins us. Confidence is an amazing thing in an athlete and a footy side, isn't it? Because whatever it is, wherever it comes from, however you get it or however you lose it, you guys just had it. Yeah, we did. Well, no one else had confidence in us, so we didn't have too much to lose really, which... I guess gives you confidence in a way when you you got that sort of feel where there's nothing you have nothing to lose. We were just enjoying ourselves every day. I remember the week we got into the semis. I was watching the game at home, Dogs and Dragons, the way we got in, and we turned up on Monday and it was just a breath of fresh air. We're like, how yeah, good's this? We're playing semi-finals this week, and again, no one gave us a chance. So um, we kind of just rode the wave with it. Yeah, it was, we was. Most it was the most relaxed I've felt playing footy through that period. Um, so yeah, and I, I probably has a lot to do with why we went well as well. We didn't take it all too serious. We were there to have fun. Do you look around at training or look around at the dressing room before a game, and you can see if your side's on, if your side's not on, if they're relaxed, if they're tense? Does that vibe come through? It does, yeah. And that period, as uh, we were talking about, I remember being in the sheds and it feeling extremely relaxed people laughing joking i remember our three coaches were standing in the corner look just giggling like 12 year old girls about something (laughs) um this is while we were putting our boots on getting ready to play so um, that was before the roosters game actually the prelim wow um so to see them and that sort of filtered out throughout the group that's just how we were that year um yeah i don't know if they like even internally the club didn't expect us to win all of those games every game there was beers in the sheds i think um, you know, for if we were to lose, we'd go back and have a few beers. We still had beers after a win too, um, which made them taste even better, yeah. What do you learn about yourself and what do you learn about your teammates in those tougher times where success does come? Yeah, um, oh, I think you learn a lot more when things aren't going well because you look okay. at everything. Uh, when, you, when you're winning, it's easy to just, like I said, ride the wave and um, not think too much as to why things are going well. Um, you, it's not until things go bad that you look back on those times and think, what were we doing so well that was working for us? Um, so, yeah, like I said, you, you learn more when you're not going well because you look at the whole, you look at everything as to every single little reason there could be for why things aren't going well. And- Question: What's the greatest sound in the world? But what's better than cracking a coldie? Cracking half a dozen. This is Six Pack of Superstars revealing our top six. Michael Morgan is joining us on Six Pack of Superstars and he's elected for his Six Pack as a kid. Who were your idols, mate? Well, the main one when I was real young was Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Um, so he was number one. I was a bit of a fan of the Broncos at, some, at one point in my life when I was through primary school. And then into high school, started following the Cowboys more. But the top six would be Darren Lockyer. I like. I always liked Jono from 2005. I was in year eight in 2005, so I got to see him play a lot before I played with him. Yep. Um, I really liked Carmichael Hunt, Matty Bowen, and Shane Webke, because he was my brother's favourite player, actually, and Petro. There you go. That is a Top six. super six, isn't it? Really. 
Uh, oh, be a good team there. <laughs> good touch team. <laughs> yes. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Yes, the elite athletes in 2020 get paid well, but only half their paycheck is what they actually do on the field. Michael Morgan from the North Queensland Cowboys joins us. The business of sport, the off-field requirements for the modern-day player, how much time does that take up in an, in an average week? Um, you can have quite a bit, and that's only from a club point of view. You know, if you have your own sort of other third-party deals going on that you need to do promo stuff for. Um, that takes up a bit more. But, um, look, given that we're in Townsville, we're, you know, one team town, so you you do try and reach out to the whole community in, in yep. some sort of way. Um, look, so there'd be, you know, maybe four or five hours a week sometimes. So every couple of days, you're normally doing something extra. Um, but, I don't know, you, as you get older, you understand that it's not extra, it's just part of what you do. You, you know, when you're younger, you think that it's just playing footy and that's all you do. But um, as you go through your career, and I've certainly, you know, seen firsthand when I first came in at 18, um, you know, I didn't really understand why we did those things. Whereas now, um, you really do. And it's to, you know, for us, it's to help out in the community, make sure we're part of the community. We're no different to anyone up there. Um, and it's something that you learn to, you really do learn to enjoy and you enjoy doing it all, yeah. As a young bloke, you were really hesitant and I thought a little nervous with the media, but as you mature, as you grow, as you feel more comfortable, you, you do seem, from my perspective, reasonably comfortable and confident now with your media commitments and it's, it's not a chore, you you just know you've got to do it, so you, you represent yourself in the club as best you can. Yeah, I do. I, man, I, I used to dread having to talk to anyone with a camera or microphone in front of me. Um, I really struggled to do it. And I don't think you ever, you know, you can't just, I don't think you just have it, you know, the confidence to do that. No. It's daunting for anyone, I think, the first few times they do it. So um, luckily I got to learn at a younger age and um, it is just, yeah, uh, part of the job now, I guess. You go to different things, you learn to converse with people, you you know, you meet different interesting people along the way. So um, it's something I have learned to enjoy. Another huge part of the job, especially in a one-team town like North Queensland, is the charity work, the school visits. How much satisfaction does it give you knowing that a young kid has got a smile on his face in an otherwise difficult month because he's met and had a chat with Michael Morgan? I'd imagine that would be hugely satisfying. Yeah, it is. I still feel a bit strange that um, to know that we can make a difference to people. Um, you kind of forget... Um, you know, what the Cowboys Club can mean to people in North Queensland. So we're lucky that we, we've got, it's called the Adopt-A-School program um, in Townsville. So we go around, we've all got a school and I actually born and raised in Townsville. So I go back to my primary school each time as well, Marion Primary School. Yep. 
Um, so it's just cool to know that I was, and I remember when I was there, we had adopted cowboys come and what it meant to me when, um, you know, they would come into school. So it, it's not hard for me to, um, you know, think about what the, you know, the kids at school are thinking when we do go there. Cause, um, yeah, once upon a time I was sitting in those chairs in the same classrooms thinking the same thing. Um, so when, yeah, I, look, I feel very lucky that I'm in the position to be able to do what I do and, um, yeah, have an impact like that. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. One of the great rivalries, and we're still not sure how it was born apart from geography, the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys. Obviously a wonderful grand final back in 2015, but a string of one-point or golden-point games uh, Michael Morgan is joining us. What a rivalry this has become. I mean, really, one of the top two or three in the game. Yeah, uh, oh, look, particularly that period from, what was it, 20, I don't know, 14 to 17 or 18. Yeah, um, yeah and I remember in 2016, the semifinal at home um, at 1300 Smiles Stadium, um, where it went to Golden Point then. And I remember we both teams were laughing about it to each other, like as in like a, surely not again like it can't be like we're taking the piss here um like it, it felt like that out there so both teams were like this yeah we were as in as much shock as everyone else watching um so yeah it, it's i'm glad that i got to be a part of um those some of them classic games because you know whenever now fox sports shot all the time whenever there's a cowboys broncos game they play earlier years games throughout the day um, so it's pretty cool to sit down and watch some of them and, um, yeah, look back on all the good ones we played. The irony is, back in the day, you were a little Broncos fan. Yeah, for a, I was a Darren Lockyer fan. And I remember I went to – I did go to their grand final. They won in 06, didn't they? Yep. In 2006, they won. Yeah, so I went to – that was the first grand final I ever went to. Um, and I was cheering for, for them that day, yeah. Darren Lockyer and Shane Webke's last game, I think it was, Big Webby. Yeah, might have been too, yeah. I, um, I, I, I never knew – I didn't follow footy as much. My old brother followed it a lot more, knew every player's name and watched every game every weekend. Wow. So I'd sort of copy who he liked. Shane Webke was his favourite player forever. Um, so then I I think liked the Broncos because of that and Darren Lockyer was my favourite. Yeah, and like I said, as I got older and into high school, um, I sort of, yeah, followed the Cowboys a bit more just because um, I knew people who were either scholarshiped with them or going into their system. Um, so it was pretty cool to know people that were in there yeah the really cool part about most of rugby league's great rivalries is the rivalry gets built up but so too the friendship and the camaraderie between the two rivaling clubs or, or sets of players like you've got so many great mates that are broncos yeah i think that's why the games are so good too because um there was never you know none of these games were um like it wasn't the hatred type of rival rivalry like some teams have um like we, yeah, mates with played um, both teams played Origin or players in there played Origin together. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was out, a bit of respect thing. I think both teams knew that they had to play really well to and to beat each other. And it was they were just good games to be a part of. The build up, it was the closest to sort of Origin feel um, that I've had in a club game. It's a build up for one of for a Broncos Cowboys game. Um, yeah, and they're just exciting, and you look forward to to those games because the build up around town is so much better. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, 
Best drinkers, best looking, who knows? There's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them. And we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.